Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna, and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, July 18th, and it's a hot one. If you're watching on YouTube or here on TikTok, you're noticing that I am I'm shiny today. I feel shiny. Remember that song, Shiny and Moana? Like that song was my whole, like a whole year of my life because my my kids became obsessed with the Moana soundtrack. Welcome to the show. If you haven't ever been here before on YouTube or on TikTok, my name is Donna Bowling. I have a five-day-a-week pop culture show called Daily Dose of Donna. We talk celeb gossip. We talk reality TV. We talk, oh my gosh, we're talking, we're talking about the Golden Bachelor too today. We have so much to get into. Um, we get into everything. So make sure that you are subscribed here on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up, leave a comment, just saying hi, or just like, tell me where you're watching from. And here on YouTube, I mean, on TikTok, make sure you follow and do the same. If you are listening on the podcast or Spotify app, give me a five-star rating and a review. Come on. What are you waiting for? Thanks for following over on TikTok. Leanne, Amy, appreciate you guys. Um, If you are on Facebook, make sure to join the Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. It's absolutely free. And if you want extra um, content and if you want extra um, live Zooms with me, you can join the Patreon. And all of that info is in the show notes and below and um, also on all my bio links, you know. You know how they say link in bio. Are you guys on threads? I say this every day because I really want to grow my threads presence because I love talking about real housewives and all the stuff over on threads. So join threads. You guys, here is what's on deck for today. Okay. Today we are getting into it. We're going to cover a few smaller news pieces. We're going to talk about The Golden Bachelor. We're going to talk about Joe Manganiello and Sofia Vergara divorcing. We're going to talk about uh, Miranda Lambert. And then we're going to really get into the Bethany and Jill Zarin reuniting on the Bethany podcast. We got a lot to say. First of all, first of all, I have five more days of Home Alone without my kids. And I'm, I'm simultaneously excited for them to come back and also panicking severely panicking because I feel like once they're back, then like my vacation's over. So like, what should I do for the next five days? Do I spend every single day doing nothing or do I spend every single day organizing a closet or like doing something productive? I need your help with that. Because once they're back, then they're back. And then my husband, Lance, is probably going out of town for the entire month of August to shoot a show. And if that's the case, then I'm really going to be alone with those kiddos. It will be interesting. I can't believe I just said kiddos. I hate people that call their kids kiddos. Do you guys call your kids kiddos? It's like not okay. I love my TikTok community and my Facebook community because they're all friends. And you should see it. Right now I'm live on TikTok and all of them. Lourdes, Ramona Singer, his name is Chris. Chris Courtney. I've got Ray Goldstein. I've got Sarah from Struggles to Focus. Like everyone is saying hi to everyone. It is so freaking cool. Shout out. You guys are all um, amazing, amazing uh 
fans and dosers and supporters. So I just I just need to shout you out. Okay, let's get into it. We're going to start with Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert did something that I think is a big eh. Yesterday, we got word of this all over. I saw it on Twitter, but then now it's kind of everywhere. For those of you that don't know, and I don't really know because I don't follow Miranda Lambert that well. She's a country singer. She used to date um, or be married, I think, to Blake Shelton a few years back. She's got very popular music. I mean, her music is popular. I don't know a lot about her as a as a person, so I am going to I'm going to stay out of the the Miranda Lambert like I don't know who she votes for. I don't know who she's married to or dating. I don't know what, you know, if she likes Pepsi or Coke. I don't know any of it. She performed a concert the other night. And the video that went viral was in the middle of a very kind of like slow solo song. She stopped and said, Guys, I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now. I have to stop singing because there are some women in the front here taking more interested in taking selfies than listening to the country music. And a big round of applause like woo comes out and she kept going and kind of like tore them apart. Okay. This is not the first time that I've heard of a celebrity or someone singing kind of um, attacking their fans in the audience. There's a few ways or there's a few circumstances I think it's okay to, you know, stop your show and get on your fans. If your fans are fighting, like I've seen that before on some shows, I can't remember which show I watched where two fans were like going at it and the guy was like, stop, you guys have to leave. Like you are disrupting. That is not okay. I mean, that is okay. I think that's okay because he was trying to better the experience. Then there was also a situation where like just this weekend, Dave Matthews, you know, I'm a big Dave Matthews fan and I am part of a Dave Matthews. um, Oh, Pink stopped a fight too, I'm being told by Jennifer. Um, Dave Matthews was at a concert performing this weekend and um, someone up in the front was filming like within the first few rows, like in the pit over there. And someone was talking really loudly. Some girl was just drunk and like, and the people around her were like, shut up. He was playing number 40. It was like a guitar solo and Dave, it wasn't a loud like dancing song. And the people around her were like, stop talking, stop talking. And then she was like, I'm not going to stop talking. And it's loud. So then the guy says, shut up. And Dave stopped. He didn't say anything or do anything, but he stopped. And the whole crowd was happy that the guy said, shut up. I understand disruptive behavior at concerts is not okay. And I apparently, there's a new clip that has come out about this concert. And apparently what happened was these, it's a, it was quiet concert and it was a very kind of, um, sit, oh my God, you guys love Dave Matthews. You don't understand my obsession. Okay. We can talk about that another time. I've been going to see shows since I was 17. So, uh, so when, when you're at a concert, there's different experiences at concerts. Some concerts like the Taylor Swift, every single person in that audience is standing up, singing loud and on their phones and filming. It's expected. You can't go to a Taylor Swift concert thinking you're going to get a quiet audience. Dave Matthews too. People are up, they're dancing, they're going, they're having fun. I apparently this concert by Miranda Lambert, like I said, I don't know her music and I don't know her vibe, was more of a mellow concert and it was a sit down situation because it was a solo kind of like quiet 
you know, melody or whatever. So apparently people were sitting down. Now the group of girls that gets up and takes the selfie, you see the picture because it's been posted now. And it's, I think like six or seven women. They're all in their thirties or above. They're not like young, annoying teenagers. And they stood up and they're in the front row. And basically what they did is they stood up and they turned their back to Miranda and they smiled with a space in between two of the girls for Miranda to be seen in the picture. So they basically wanted to take a picture of, look, we're here at Miranda's concert. And from the video that I saw of the other angle, they stood for what looked like maybe 10 to 20 seconds and took two photos. Okay. And they were in the VIP section. Okay. Two photos. For her to stop her concert and yell at women who are in the first or second row in a VIP section, yes, of course they use flash because if you take a picture without flash, you're not going to be seen from the back. We know this. In my opinion, it's not, it wasn't ideal to do it. In my opinion, it was not enough of a distraction for the entire concert to stop what they're doing. Because now what's happening is these six, seven, eight women, whatever, who are there, who have spent probably thousands of dollars to be at this concert, who want to be at this concert, who like Miranda Lambert now are no longer fans. When I say to you that I've, I've been obsessed with Dave Matthews since I was very, very young, I, I don't want to meet him. Because if he's a dick to me, it's over. I I can't enjoy his music anymore. Can you imagine being at a concert of someone that you're obsessed with, love so much that you're willing to spend all this time and money with, and they berate you like that in public in front of their entire show? It's over. It's over, right? I think what she could have done is – If you are so serious about not having selfies, of not having cameras, of not having photos being taken at your concert, here's what you do. You make it a point at the very beginning to say like some concerts love photography and stuff. This is not one of them. Okay? That's what you do. No flash photography. You don't, you know, bring it up in the middle of the show and stop the show. You could also signal with your little radio piece, go tell security to tell them to stop. There's security down there. Why couldn't security go to them and just be like, hey guys, no more photos? The photos were already taken. The distraction now is Miranda. She has caused the distraction, right? Taylor Swift has made a career off people live streaming and filming her concerts. Taylor Swift, I'm missing what we're seeing here. You guys are really going at it in the comments and I want to know what you guys are saying, but I'm just going to, maybe I'll do a poll in a second. Taylor Swift has used her fans, you know, need to live stream, film, document every single goddamn song in that era's tour. She has been okay with it. She's accepted it. She's in, in fact, she's encouraged it. And guess what it's done for Taylor Swift? It has exploded her brand. So many people are now Swifties who weren't Swifties before this, before this live t- tour. So I, I think Miranda Lambert really shit the bed here. I think she really messed up. I understand being annoyed. I understand that it wasn't the vibe for the pictures. I think two things can be true. But what she did was she berated her fans. She made her fans feel like shit. She made the entire stadium kind of like against them. And you know what the truth is? 
like be grateful that people are actually at your show. They weren't taking selfies of themselves without you in the show. See, that's the thing. If they were just like focused on themselves sitting in the chair, fine. That's annoying. They turn their bodies. They, it's not a selfie, by the way. That's not a selfie. That's a picture. That's just a picture uh, commemorating that we are at the freaking first row of Miranda Lambert concert and we love her so much. Over. They are no longer Miranda Lambert, Lambert fans. And honestly, I saw TikTok and it was this older woman and she goes, I'm 55 effing years old and I go to Olive Garden and take a selfie. Welcome to 2023. Right? It's crazy. Oh my gosh. You guys are, I love you. I love my dosers so much. I'm obsessed with them. We have a problem. I'm obsessed with them. Okay. Let's get into the Golden Bachelor. You guys ready for this? Yesterday, they announced the Golden Bachelor. His name is Jerry. He's 71 years old. He actually has a very emotional story. He um, he lost his wife in 2017. He has older daughters. Very, very cute, right? Very sweet. He's a good-looking guy. Like, I have a feeling he's going to probably get some knockout 50-some-year-old women. I want to know how old the women will be on the Golden Bachelor. But this is the best story. Yesterday, I'm on a walk with Lance and, you know, Lance works on all these shows. He worked on Bachelor in Paradise last season when they were talking about this idea that they were going to do a Golden Bachelor. And they were in the control room and they mentioned it. And Lance said something along the lines of, um, oh, you guys are going to do the Jerry Atchler? And they died of laughter. Like the whole control room was like, that is the best story ever. The Jerry Atchler. Oh my God. That's so funny. Like geriatric. So yesterday I say to Lance and I go, boy, his name is Jerry. Literally they picked a Jerry for the Jerry Atchler. And Lance is like, I'm dead. Are you joking? Like I'm dead. We were dying. It's the Jerry Atchler. And I, he's like, they should change the name. And I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of, a, I feel like it makes the geriatric, like the geriatric sounds like old age home. But I loved it. I thought it was so funny. So I'll watch it. I'll watch it if you guys watch it. I'll try it. We'll have to see. But these women, the problem is like, you know, they're going to get a couple of those women, like the real housewife women that are just going to get hammered and fall all over the place, right? He's 71, Ray, 71 years old. Okay, Molly Dare is definitely watching it. Maybe Molly, Molly, are, are we too young to be on the Jerry Atchler? I mean, I'm married, but are you too young to be on the Jerry Atchler? I would have totally gone on. Okay, Molly's going to be, okay, we're all going to watch it. Yes, he's 71. He looks real good. And then I was talking to someone and she was like, I forget who I was talking to who was saying, like, there's no way that 60-plus-year-old women do the show. Like, they're all going to be in their 50s, right? I don't know. Okay. Third story before we talk a little bit about Bethany and Jill. Okay, we, we got a lot of people who want to be on that show. Is, is the Jerry Ashler still casting? I doubt it. No, they're actually shooting because Lance got the call to shoot it um, and checked as a veil. So they're shooting in August. Okay. Bethany and Joe. Nope, nope. Sophia and Joe. One thing I want to say about Sophia Vergara and Joe Manganiello, I don't really care. I know that like the world is shook. Like love is dead. I don't care that they got divorced. I don't care because you know what the truth is? We all know. Actors, it's it's like impossible. You have two huge egos going together. Like good luck in life. These are two beautiful people. They're two successful people. Forget it. It's impossible. It's like probably so hard to keep a marriage like that alive. That being said, back right before they got married, I went to um, 
wait, what does Heather McDonald have to do with it? What are we talking about, Heather McDonald? I need to talk. What am I missing? Okay. Um, Joe, Joe Manginello has a brother and his brother is married to this woman who I was friendly with for a little bit back before they got married, right around when they got married. And it was the weirdest thing because she would talk about how she doesn't really like hang out with Sophia a lot because she was just a normal girl. Like she's just like, just, she's a normie, right? And all of a sudden her brother-in-law is married to this like stunning, she was on Modern Family at the time, you know, she was all about it. And, um, and I just always thought it was the weirdest pairing ever, right? Okay, cut to what they're saying is a big contention in the relationship is the fact that he, and this is why I'm bringing it up here, is that he is sober and she is not. Basically, he got sober 20 some years ago. He is not a drinker and she is like an avid drinker. I don't know about like an everyday drinker, but she's a drinker on the, you know, in her pictures, she goes out, she's drinking her cocktails. Like it's a part of her life. She has a partying lifestyle. Like she travels, whatever. And the point is, is that this reminds me of Lindsay and Carl because Lindsay and Carl from Summer House, those of you that know, Carl is famously sober and Lindsay is not. And I think that if you have a partner that is a drinker and you have a partner that is a sober, and this is not how you guys hooked up, it's not going to work. Although I will say Joe and Sophia did hook up when they were sober, but like it goes back to Mauricio and Kyle as well. It's very hard. I had a friend over over the weekend. It's one of Lance's friends. And he was saying that he and his wife are are separating. And big a big part of the reason is that she doesn't ever want to have a drink with him. She never wants to like go out and have a cocktail with him. And they kind of just like don't have that connection. And she used to. And then she stopped, you know. So I wonder if that's like something. I, I kind of get it because I almost divorced Lance when he wanted to be vegetarian for a second. When Lance wanted to be vegetarian for a little bit, I was like, that's not going to work for me. Like, we may not work. I mean, I'm being a little bit facetious, but thank God he got back on the meat, if you know what I mean. Okay. Let's get into Bethany and Jill. Oh my God, it is so warm in here and I'm dying to turn on the air, but it's going to be loud for the for the pod, so I'm going to wait. Okay. Oh, Heather's TikTok. Okay. Now, now I see why we're talking about Heather McDonald. Heather did some like sticky TikTok where she was pretending that the reason why Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello broke up is because of her and her husband, Peter. Okay. Um, Bethany and Jill. Let's talk about Bethany and Jill. Bethany, who you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, you know I am not the biggest Bethany 2023 fan. I love Bethany 2010 to 2000, you know, 20, like obsessed, 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 but 2020 to 2023 or 2021 to 23, whenever she got on TikTok, it's turned me. I've talked about this so many times. I have no interest in getting so deep into my thoughts about Bethany, but I will say when I saw her posting yesterday that after 13 years, she and Jill Zarin were going to be reunited on her Bethany Rewives podcast, of course I was excited because this reminds me of old school Bethany. I loved Bethany and Jill. That was like the first true friendship we saw in Real Housewives. It was devastating when we saw that they broke up as friends and we all can relate to a friendship breakup and it just was sad. It was sad for a lot of people. You guys have a lot of thoughts on Heather McDonald. We're going to talk about it on a Patreon episode. Trust me. 
Um, okay. Bethany has famously not liked Jill Zarin. Bethany has famously not liked housewives. Bethany has been the most over housewives person ever until she realized that she now needs to use the housewives to make money. Her husband, Paul, a fiance, Paul, is the reason that she's doing this. All of this, the YouTube, the Rewives podcast, the Jill Zarin conversation. She admits it. She talks about it openly that, that Paul is the reason that like she, he puts these ideas in her head. It's relevance. He, she needs the relevance. She needs to find a way to like still be in the news. She took something that she was completely over, which was the housewives, and then decided to start a brand new podcast about it. She does a housewives university. A re- I mean, it's like over the top. It's over the top. And I love, I used to like Bethany. I want to be very clear about this. This is not coming from a place that I am, you know, coming from anger or didn't like, I like, I was obsessed, obsessed. She just turns me off now because everything feels thirsty. Everything feels like a, a clout grab, right? The accidental influencer on TikTok, the posting 475,000 times a day, now the YouTube show, now the 15 podcasts. And now you bring Jill Zarin on your show. Now I am pro this idea of like, let's become friends again, but I can, can promise you I can promise you that it was done for money and for ratings. And that is that. Because I don't think she really likes Jill Zarin. I think she maybe is is tolerant of her, but I have not had a feeling that she really likes Jill Zarin for a long time. You know, she's the first to really talk badly about all these women, but they saw each other on a plane last year. And they were in first class together and they talked, but it was very like casual. And then she went out to Jill. She says this on the podcast that she, that Paul and her had a conversation on Saturday out of nowhere. Paul was like, they were probably sitting there. Can't you just see it? They were filming for the YouTube show doing like a, a lobster roll crawl. And Paul was probably like, we need more eyes on your show. We need more eyes on this. Like we got to get Jill Zarin. We got to get Jill Zarin because the new Real House of New York is, uh, uh, Roni is, is, um, premiering tomorrow night. This was on Saturday. The new Roni is premiering tomorrow night and we need to get some of that attention. We need to get some of that attention. So I guess the first original idea was that she and Jill were going to watch Roni together, right? Okay. Comment. Bethany is far from thirsty. It's people like that, like you that keep her relevant. Okay. Hold on. I'm a little thirsty. Hold on. We'll move on. Anyway, so um, so uh, yes, I'm definitely keeping Bethany relevant because the truth is, I actually, you know, I talk about pop culture, and she's in the she's in the news. I was really hoping that this podcast was going to make me obsessed with her again because I loved Bethany and Jill. The problem with this podcast, they had not talked about it prior like what they were going to do. Bethany had some questions she wanted to talk about. They had not figured out what they were going to kind of um, get into and like how the approach was going to be. And here was the fail. They didn't edit a thing. So now you have two people. Can you imagine? You see guys, you guys see how much I like to talk. Imagine me and me 
talking and trying to like get through some prior beef and get our story out. Jill Zarin is just as bad in terms of Bethany, in terms of the wanting to talk and getting louder and talking over and interrupting and ADHD and like all over the place, right? Bethany is a big talker and, uh, you know, also just like a one-upper and it's my way. And this podcast was so hard to follow and I really wanted to follow it. I like the idea. I swear. I really, really wanted to hear this done well, but Bethany is the queen of, of the soundbite. Bethany was great in the confessionals on Housewives, right? She was great in those like, you know, mention it all in those little like moments. But when you have her kind of all over the place with a mic and with someone else who is also all over the place with a mic and you have no producer and you have no edit, it is so impossible to listen to. It is so unlikable for both of them. It's so annoying. I found myself yelling at my phone. Bethany, stop talking. Let her say it. And then I would say to Jill, Jill, let her say it. I thought I was going to pull my hair out. And then to know that Allie, Jill's daughter and Jill's boyfriend, Gary, and then Paul, Bethany's fiance was also in the room and they were all just like watching. And it was just like, At the end of the hour, hour, if not more, I needed, I needed to lay down. Like I felt tired, my head hurt. And I was like, if this is how I am on my show with guests, like I'll, I would never listen to me. So I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious what the takeaways from this are. I think at the end of the day, I think Jill and Bethany used to really love each other. I don't think they really love each other anymore. I think Jill is dying to be in Bethany's circle still, and Bethany's very hesitant on Jill, but brought her in because she knew it was going to get ratings, and it will. This podcast will be on the top charts because this is a pop culture moment in history, in Bravo history. Bethany and Jill back together again. This was the moment. Where is the video? Why is the YouTube not released day of, like mine? If I can do it, why can't they? And why can't, like, why couldn't it have followed more of a storyline? Like, why couldn't it have been more produced so that it felt like we were, like, going through the journey with them? I'm curious. So, um, yeah, Andrew says I would have preferred a Carol and Bethany reconciliation. Bethany straight up said in the episode, no, that's never going to happen. I don't want to do that. Carol does not probably want to do it either. So we'll see what happens. Um, Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, I got it under 30 minutes. Yes, it's called Rewives. I apparently, um, you guys love listening to the show because it's usually 30 minutes or less. I really try to make it a little dose, a little dose, like a that way you can listen while you're washing your dishes, while you're driving to work, while you're on your walk, and then you can be moved on to the next, the next story. So I hope you guys have an amazing Tuesday. I will talk to you guys tomorrow for hump day. Thanks for listening to Daily Dose by Dosers.